Now what will it be? Death or exile? All right, we're gonna start with the I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. Should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Worst part of it is they're gonna blame us for the whole thing. And they can't have people knowing the truth. We're the next generation. The cover-up. Don't forget, we're the exiles. Very well. Death! <laughs> By exiles. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of the Film Exiles podcast. Tonight, the Exiles review Sony's Pictures' latest release, Venom, directed by Ruben Fleischer. To review this film, I have with me, uh, first and foremost, uh, Millennial Mike. How you doing, brother? Hello. Michael here again. Cannot wait. I'm super excited. How many times have you seen this movie already? Uh, twice. Uh, the last time I saw it was maybe an hour ago. <laughs> Just got out. Yeah, does it did it uh did it live up live, live up to the to the first viewing? Uh yeah, actually it did. Um man, it, I, I there was a lot of issues that you know I saw All right, or save, I... it, save it, save it, save it, save it. <laughs> save it, save it. He save just wants to mouth off already. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's good to go. Don't ask me questions, you don't want answers. <laughs> so uh, you you just heard him uh Sal is back once more. How you doing, Sal? I'm doing good. Can't wait to talk about this fun 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 movie. Yeah, you're using that word a little bit too much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And last and never least, we have uh, Michael, also known as DC Down Under, the one that receives all of our hate mail because of worst. How you doing, man? (laughs) G'day, guys. How are you? I'm doing Uh, good. good. It's good to have you back on, man. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. And yeah, I have to say thanks to Worst for directing all that hate mail to me when I listened to that episode. I mean, <laughs> after all of the stuff that you said about Nolan, you can't say that you did not I was, deserve it. I knew I'd stir him up a bit, but wow, he took it really personal. <laughs> I think that it's <laughs> telling me I'm tweet. smoking snake venom and. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it, it was a spider cop webs. I think that's what it was. Uh, was that what it was? <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, well, it's great. So I'm I'm happy to have everybody on. Uh, we just we all saw venom this weekend and we're going to to uh break it down for you guys uh for the first time listeners uh i just wanted you to know that we do things a little bit differently here uh we do not give a grade at the end of our discussion we are just here to talk about the film the performances the themes the cinematography the score and share our favorite scenes and moments from the movie we will not give a score we won't talk about the rotten tomato ratings we will not talk about box office scores we just really want to talk about the film and get into the the thick of it let's put it that way uh we are going to start off by uh, giving you guys a, a round table quick thoughts with no spoilers for the ones of you that haven't seen it yet so we're going to start off with that and then after that's done we're going to go over the spoiler wall and then there will be spoilers but we'll give you a warning before we do all right so to start us off tonight dc down under why don't you give us your spoiler free thoughts on um venom yeah we, i saw venom um with my mate luke on i believe it was opening night down here um i gotta say i really liked it you know there was a lot of toxicity and negativity around the film online which i was trying to avoid best i could but you know, sometimes you can't escape it on twitter 
Um, so I, I did try and, um, I guess, uh, temper my expectations for it a little bit, especially when you've got people out there saying it has no redeemable qualities and it's as bad as Catwoman. I didn't know what I was walking into, but i got to say, it was, it was, I hate to use the F word, but it was really fun. Um, <laughs> it's not a dirty word. Come on, guys. It's okay. <laughs> it's but it was, no, it was, it was great. Um, you know, the, the Eddie Venom, and you see that in both the, the positive and the negative reviews. It's that Eddie Venom relationship that really carries a movie and just makes it as enjoyable as it is. Um, look, it, it's certainly not perfect. There's a couple of little issues in terms of, um, the narrative and the the pacing and some of the editing but overall really 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 enjoyable film um you know i had a lot of laughs i was, I was really really kind of engaged in it i i found that uh, there was never really any point that lulled yeah all in all i gotta say i had a great time watching it and and my mate luke from aussie gamers express that came with me he's not a, a massive comic book person either he, he knows of venom and, and whatnot but even he came out of it you know really really impressed with it so um, yeah, I had a great time. Loved it. All right, great. Uh, Sal, what about you? Uh, well, I didn't know what quite to expect uh, when I saw this movie. Um, a lot of the online response uh, confused me because I heard so many different things from different places. But I ended up really enjoying this movie a lot. It's not, you know, the script is not going to get taught in, like, film school, but... Uh, as it just kept going on, I just saw how the movie just didn't really care about... It just didn't really care what you thought of it. It was just being itself, and I appreciated that so much. And I just, as it went on and on and on, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And that's funny enough for me to say that, because it's like an hour and 40 minutes. It's really short. But I really I really enjoyed it. And uh, the dynamic between uh, Eddie and Venom... Uh, which is funny because they never establish how he gets his name or Riot either. They just have these English names that they just <laughs> out of thin air. But I, it, I don't care. The movie doesn't care. It's it's hilarious. That's actually true. I actually didn't even think about that. That's just he's just Venom, right? Yeah, he's just like my name's Venom. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a loser, <laughs> <laughs> just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Millennial Mike, what about you? Um, so first of all, I have to I have to correct you, Sal. Um, Venom is not an English name. Uh, it's oh. actually spelled V E N I I M. It's an alien well, name. I'm just but... happy that you're correcting somebody else other than me. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> Everyone's gonna get corrected. Um, I'm gonna correct myself several times throughout this pod. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So my thoughts. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I watched it the second time today, about an hour or so ago, and I I really enjoyed it even more than I, I thought I was. Usually when you watch things a second time, the novelty wears off, and you're kind of left with just the, you know, all the pieces, and you have to kind of, you know, piece it together for what it is. Um, and after I watched it, I some of the issues that I, I recognized in the initial viewing were still there, but... Um, Along with those issues that were more apparent to me were all the things that the movie did really, really well. I felt like um, there was a few uh, logic gaps, I guess you could say, maybe one or two. There was two particular scenes with some cringe dialogue that surpassed my 
my cringe uh, intake limit. <laughs> um, and, and aside from that, though, um, uh, I guess the the plot was a little thin. The villain a little thin. Well, <laughs> the plot was 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 thinner than thinner than my it, it over it overpassed my my uh, my my threshold for plot thinness. <laughs> uh, the villain keep um, your thresholds to yourself, man. <laughs> I have I have threshold. I, I I'm not I'm not unreasonable as Venom would say. Um, but um, the villain also, I mean, he was very one dimensional. You know, he although I will say that his uh, presentation, his uh, the way that he he acted and delivered his lines was very very good. Um, uh, so. I really can't fault him on that. So all in all, I I enjoyed it, and I think the movie was actually done with quite a bit of technical skill, despite maybe the the emptiness in uh, its philosophical ideas or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Um, I agree with all three of you, and I'm going to be honest. Uh, I wasn't uh, really excited for this movie. I was actually much more excited about a, a Star Is Born, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, so you're yeah. you're you're one of those bots on Twitter. Yes, definitely. I was out there just, like just spreading that venom hate, you know, just so you guys could go see Gaga and Bradley Cooper do their thing. But um, but yeah, so I went into this film with very low expectations, and um, I was really pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. I did really like it a lot. I thought that the performances by Tom Hardy, especially, was fantastic. I think Riz Ahmed was very good. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the Venom. Everything with Venom, honestly, is so spot on. Uh, when we talk about comic accuracy, this is what we're talking about. Like, Venom is exactly how you would imagine him to be. He's he's uh, always hungry. He just wants to eat people. He's snarky. He's funny. He's putting Eddie in these, like, ridiculous situations. And... And I really enjoyed that character. He felt like a character all of his own, and that was great to see. And like um, Millennial said, there is a lot of skill here, by both by Ruben Fletcher and also by Tom Hardy, who had to basically play to himself a lot in this film. And it's that's what's so remarkable about the chemistry between... Eddie and Venom is that it's one guy talking to himself. So you you he really deserves a lot of credit. So Wasn't that eerily similar to a very eerily similar film? Are you talking about the well, one that he's when you we just dropped a few days ago, Sal? This movie <laughs> no, when I watched this, this movie is so eerily similar to Upgrade in so many ways, it's crazy. I have to admit, and like you can even go down to the resemblance between Tom Hardy and uh, Michael uh, uh, and uh, Logan Marshall Logan Green. Like I think they have the I think they have the same barbers because their beards look pretty much the same. <laughs> But uh, but yes, uh, Venom was a very good watch. I'm not gonna say it's a it's a great movie, but it's definitely a movie that's worth seeing. It's, I think it's worth seeing in theaters. And for me, it encapsulates uh, one of the things that I feel that we've talked about, but we haven't really touched on. It's that we are like missing out on the idea of good movies. Like everything is either the best thing that's ever been done or this thing is the worst thing that's ever been done. And there's just no more middle ground. 
Uh, I do believe that a lot of that has to do with the number of options that are available and people don't feel like they're wasting their time. I don't think Venom is a waste of time. I think that it's a worthy film. It's worthy of your time. It's worthy of your attention, but it's not great. You, know, you make a good point there. It's probably getting a little bit off topic, but something we can dive into on another episode. But I think um, part of the reason as well that conversation has gone that way is you look at the rise of Rotten Tomatoes and it literally just splits things into fresh or rotten. It's yeah. either great or it's trash. Yeah. And that's what the conversation around film has really devolved into. It's like you said, it's either this is a masterpiece, this is the greatest sequel ever made, the, the best comic book movie ever, or this is a dumpster fire, this is trash, this is a mess. Yeah. There's, there's no middle ground anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where Venom lands. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's an it's a good film. It's a good time at the movie theater. I think the action sequences are pretty, pretty good. Especially a couple of them are very, very, very well done. So I, I do think that it's worth to see in theaters. For sure, I I totally agree with that. And it is sad that this movie had to become, and, and, and you, it's for reasons we're not going to get into, you know, as far as, like, you know, scoring and money and all that stuff, you know, it's not necessarily a victim from that standpoint, but it is, it's still being victimized by, you know, a certain group of online people with keyboards that, um, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Watch yourself. (laughs) Don't forget the Gaga fans like myself. Yeah, you know. know. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> but because yeah, but because of that, you know that paradigm, you know, it, it's becoming a victim in that way, and uh, it's kind of unfortunate. You know, I think movies like this should really, they they deserve to have their 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 time in the light. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that people there are people who don't want that to happen. So, okay, Sal, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, not exactly. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I do agree that you know the whole this is either the greatest thing ever or. Uh, it's a piece of crap. Uh, I, you know, like you say, this movie is just fine, but there's like some really like elevated moments in this film and I'm sure we'll get to them, but Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I completely agree with what you guys are saying. Awesome. Okay, great. So from this moment on, we're going over the spoiler wall, so there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, please go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of the pod. If not, let's, uh, dive deep into Venom. So uh, let's start off with the performances. Uh, Millennial Mike, get us. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, which performance stood out to you the most, good or bad? So this is what I want to say. I, I think we all can pretty much agree that Tom Hardy's, you know, performance is probably the best and the one that stood out the most. However, I really want to give a spotlight to Riz Ahmed, Carlton Drake, because I'm glad you, know, you said that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. It really stood out to me because I wasn't expecting anyone else to be up there. Like, I think that he did a really good job, you know, being a uh, a counteracting force for Tom Hardy. Um, I think that his performance was so good that it elevated his, his super thin, one-dimensional villain archetype. Um, yep. You know, and I, I paid so much close attention to everything he said, what it meant for his character, to see if there was any, like, any, like, sort of depth to him. And while I can't necessarily say it was, like, a super deep, three-dimensional uh, character, I felt like there was... When it came to internal consistency, I never felt that this movie once was was inconsistent with itself. Um, I always felt like, you know, 
the villain, for instance, Carlton Drake, played by Riz Ahmed, he was he never he never contradicted himself. He never acted dumb for the sake of the plot. He was never unnecessarily mustache twirly. He never um, did anything that was out of the out of character for what the movie had established. So I I really appreciated his um, his portrayal. He was very calm, very collected. He rarely lost his temper, and he had this very threatening. Um, air about him that um you know i loved and i loved how when tom hardy you know because tom hardy is very irreverent in his portrayal of eddie brock you know he he has an ego um and that's also you see that a lot as well in both his portrayal of venom and the portrayal of eddie because actually he voices venom um probably with some voice you know modifications or whatever to make it sound like that you know kind of duplex grumbly kind of voice that he has um but um, I, this kind of gets into a kind of, um, I guess, uh, themes maybe a little bit. Um, uh, but I, I like how later in the film, Venom says, you and me are a lot alike. And when I first watched the movie, I felt like Venom was just saying that because Venom needed a reason to team up. And it, it was just this nice little moment. And it was just kind of there just for the sake of it. But actually... It's really true. Like Venom said later, uh, later in the movie, um, after they um, they they're separated and they come back together and they're about to go after uh, Riot, that um, that on his planet he was a loser. And it's kind of funny the way that he says it. So you could write it off as a joke, but if you read into it, basically what he's saying is he's not important. Um, also, he mentions that Riot is a leader among his people. So basically, we know there's a hierarchy of these symbiotes, and he's basically on the bottom rungs. And he's like, hey, well, why should I go back where I'm just going to be like, you know, crap goes downhill, I'm just going to be a loser again. Like, why not stay here where I can be powerful amongst the people here, and I can do whatever I want, you know? I love how he had this very... He had this kind of air of like freedom about him. Like uh, when uh, when Eddie tried to get up the building, uh, the life tower, or no, 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 not the life tower. I'm sorry, the uh, the news place that he worked for, um, and the the guard said, "Hey, go away. You know, I don't lose my job." And because he wanted to leave the evidence there, talking about how Riz was up to some crazy, you know, stuff. He uh, he said after he left, uh, Venom's like, "You went up. Why didn't you ask?" Right? And then it just cuts to a scene where him he just racing up the building you know and that that kind of that scene was great because it showed kind of like that that freedom that animalistic kind of just embrace whatever you want to do and just do it kind of attitude that venom had like he was having the time of his life you know you know what i didn't even catch that you're absolutely right and then when he gets to the top he just stands there and just takes in the yeah. city he takes in san francisco and sure you can tell it's, that yeah, yeah. yeah you're right i actually didn't, didn't think about that you're yeah right. i know i i, I scrutinized me so hard and i'm like man these moments were really good and i felt like you know none of the humor took away from those moments it wasn't outright dramatic like relationship drama all the time but that moment was really dramatic to me because it really made me feel for venom and that was kind of strange for a character who always has this like you know, artificial smile on his face all the time. And he's very, very disconnected uh, from humanity in, in certain ways. But in a lot of ways, once again, you know, he was very similar to, uh, to Eddie. Sal, Sal, what about you? Is there any performances that you want to highlight? Um, I, I mean, well, 
I was actually going to say Michelle Williams, because, uh, I mean, I feel like we can talk about um, Tom Hardy and what he did with the Venom and the voice and the internal dialogue and the back and forth. But I actually was, um, after hearing um, that Michelle Williams was kind of wasted in the movie prior, and, you know, I don't always like to listen to the narrative surrounding movies pr- before I see them, but I was legit surprised. And even how much she impacts the third act of the movie, I, I thought that um, she was great. Um, even, you know, this a lot of this dialogue is not that great. Um, but I feel like a lot of these performances, like uh, Millennial Mike said, it's just um, these actors are so good. They elevate this stuff and they characterize it so well. And the chemistry between a lot of these, between a lot of them is really good. Uh, Down Under, what you got? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much going to echo a lot of the stuff that Mike said. Um, Tom Hardy, you can just tell, is having the time of his life in this role. He's just having so much fun playing, uh, especially during the other uh, psychotic break stuff. He's hopping in a lobster tank at one point. He's, uh, you know, eating chicken out of a bin. And, you know, it's just, there was, there was, you know, him yeah. like going crazy in the MRI. You could just tell he was just, they probably just had a camera on him for hours and he was just letting everything loose. Um, and, and yeah, the fact that he was playing the two characters that carry this film so much, I think is really cool. Riz was, uh, I'm not too familiar with, with him, but I thought he was fantastic as Carlton Drake. Uh, like, um, millennial Mike said, he, his character was probably a bit paper thin, but his performance really elevated it. He never got cheesy or, um, or, um, yeah, stereotypical. Yeah, mustache early. That's it. He was he was really really <laughs> solid. I was really impressed with him. But for me, and I think I've said it to you guys as well. I thought Michelle Williams was actually the weakest link. And going into the film, it's not what I expected. But I just thought her performance was was pretty ordinary, to be honest. Um, yeah, it, they could have whacked anyone in there. I just I never really felt like there was much chemistry. Um, she just felt really flat. A lot of it. I don't know. I just, I just didn't like her in this role at all. Maybe that's I need fair. to see it again. But that's fair. Uh, I think. Just I think doing it for me. That's fair. Um, again, I'm gonna do like you did and just piggyback off what Mike said because he said everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself a bad reputation on this podcast. I mean, as Mike, long as you Mike know it. Mike just kept going on and on and on. As long as you, as long as you know it, man. Just, just know. I have that. more things to say. <laughs> I know. That's why I had to cut you out to give others a chance before we got back to you. Thank you for for bridling me. Ah, <laughs> uh, somebody. That's that's the job. Um, I agree with a lot of things that you said though Uh, Tom Hardy is magnificent Riz Ahmed was great I'm I'm actually a big fan of his and again like that consistency that he brings to most of the roles that he's in is back here again like in every scene you know who he is you know what he's gonna do and what I really like about, about him here is he's not He's the he's obviously the villain, but he's not like a menacing bad guy. He is a dude who thinks that he is doing what's best for the planet. And I find that to be much more interesting than a guy who wants to destroy the world. You know, he he thinks that he's doing what he's doing for the betterment of mankind. And that automatically already gives him like a few more layers and makes him more interesting to talk about. As in like, yeah, like he is going far, but 
for when you think of what his failure might might bring, what he's fighting against, how far would we go if we were in that situation? And I think that the last uh, the scene between him and Tom, when he shows him that he has uh, one right up his ass as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a great scene because that's basically encapsulates the whole performance. You know, when he talks about how humankind and human beings are crazy, the way that we're living, the way that we take, 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 and he is actually trying to give. But in in, in the process of doing that, he is causing a lot of death and destruction and mayhem. So I, I really enjoyed Riz's uh, performance, especially when uh, Eddie is interviewing him, and he's very, he's very uh, shy. Like you can tell that he's not good around people. Like when it, like when it comes to the social interactions, you can tell that he's severely lacking in that department. Uh, and I feel, and I think not he's just, more fake. You, you think so? If, yeah, it felt a bit like it was all an act. Yeah, I would mm. think so too. But also in his scenes with uh, Doris uh, Kurth, did I pronounce that? Yet? Played by yep. uh, Jenny Slate, I feel like it's there as well. Yeah, and also uh, something that I found on my second viewing is that after uh, he kills Dora and uh, he he comes back, right, and you see that the symbiote has left Dora's body and dies, you know, on the floor. Yeah, and he's he's angry then at he, them. He's angry at them for killing the the symbiote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah. he says, how could you, how could you watch a superior creature crawl and die right on the floor like that? You know, the, 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 and, did and you notice says, that? Um, then he says the notice? arrogance, like he's like yeah. the arrogance. <laughs> or, did you or when the, everyone, they bring him the knows. homeless lady's body and he says, take it away. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, this guy's on another level. Yeah, or when they or, or when they test out the sound on the other one, and he's like, "You're hurting it." Like yeah. he doesn't even care that. that the human is getting eaten alive from the inside. He's like, "Don't hurt the symbiote." Yeah. Well, the one thing yeah, you notice does. that like everyone, like Eddie and and whatnot, all refer to Venom as the parasite. Where Riz is Carlton Drake's character is the only one that refers to. Humans as parasites. Eddie, you know, yeah, he calls Eddie a parasite. Right on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else to add? Actually, I also really liked uh, uh, Reed Scott as the the Doctor Dan Lewis. Um, he was a, he was just you know like a genuinely all around good doctor kind of guy. But I did enjoy him being in this movie. Yeah, I, he, I like that he wasn't like a typical like new boyfriend asshole dude, kind of thing. Yeah. He, like I have never seen a dude so unbothered by another guy. Like yeah, when, when they come back from their first date and he's like, "Oh, you're Eddie. Good, to, nice to meet you." And then he just goes inside. Like yeah. he's like, "I'll let you guys catch up." Well, like, he knows dude. he's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. dude. Like yo, he knows he's it. Damn, his, that's, that's his character. Kind of reminded me of um. um Richard from Superman Returns. So, you know, um, oh, Lois Lane's yes, moved yes, on yes. and she's she's got her new partner. Great guy, like a really nice character even. And it's not, there's not that threatening kind of thing there. He's, he's just, um, yeah, just a, just a guy that you're like, oh, well, I kind of like him, even though technically in these kind of films you'd probably expect them to set them up as, you know, uh, as him being uh, a bit of an arsehole. But I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. And he was. He tried to help Eddie as best as he could. He was like just a genuinely good doctor guy. But just, just I think that his presence uh, was uh, maybe not necessary. That like, you could easily have cut him out of the movie. But I'm, I'm glad that they didn't. 
this movie did a really good job with actually subverting a lot of expectations. There wasn't a ton of cliche stuff. There was some. But, you know, a lot of times, like in this situation here, you know, the new boyfriend, he wasn't, he wasn't you know, a douchebag, you know? Also, yeah. um, small characters get actually, like, really decent roles. Like, um, uh, Doris Girth, played by Jenny Slate, uh, got a, more of a role than I was expecting her to get, you know? Um, yep. Same thing with uh, uh, Melora Walters as the homeless woman. Like, I actually really enjoyed her character, you know? And she came back and she had another part to play. It wasn't wasn't like a, a, um, it wasn't a prevalent part, but it was still a very important part. It wasn't Uh, a throwaway either. It wasn't a throwaway. There weren't really any throwaway characters, and I really appreciated that. So I, I give that major props to this movie. Down under? No, I think, uh, I think Mark's covered it all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my, my, Mike is like Venom, man. He's like Venom in a candy shop. Uh, uh, Sal, what about you? Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I think Mike really got it all. I have more to say, but... <laughs> okay. Should you I go? Just, or... just real quickly, I thought Mrs. Chan, you know, the, the shop owner, um, again, just had a real small role in the in the grand scheme of things but um you know i actually liked we're, we're, we're talking spoilers here right? so i liked yeah, yeah. when um you know the guy came in to obviously get the money and you know rather than her just being this second rate kind of nobody character it just just her reaction with eddie and when you see eddie in that that moment where he's he's too afraid to confront he just stands back and then they have that kind of silent acknowledgement you know where he just walks up and goes to buy his stuff after it's the robbery's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sometimes then, life hurts, as she said. Yeah, and then it goes yeah, on. Yeah, and I I just found that was just such a small moment of the film, but that was just something that really I don't know why that that part really stuck with me. And then it was just cool at the end. I agree. You know, I, actually, there's, there's a lot of things like me. that, especially with Eddie, that he does. Like he he he's a parasite because, like you know, he did something really messed up with uh, Michelle Williams' character at the beginning. Yeah. When, but you see the way that he treats these people around him, the way that he treats Mrs. Chan, the way that he treats uh, the homeless lady Maria, uh, Maria that's, you know, that takes all the newspaper and charges him mm-hmm. <laughs> money to get them when they're for free. Um, and, and even uh, the, the guy that works uh, uh, in the, the doorman of his building, he treats mm-hmm. him with mm-hmm. respect. So much so that he he wouldn't even let Venom eat him. Like I mean, he, I don't think he would let Venom eat anyone. But <laughs> he was like he he works three jobs to to take care of his family. He's a good guy. He's a good person, and and like it's it's inc- it's interesting to see how he cares about like these the the people that I think I I I suppose society kind of tends to forget. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and I I really enjoyed that they put that in there because you know it wasn't necessary and. Even even Eddie's line of uh, what what is it? Uh, Never say can't, Mike. Do you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Character of Eddie, I feel is is he he's he's many different things. You know, he's yeah, he's many different things, and I think that you know that it, I understand how you know Venom went from wanting to get off the planet or whatever it was that he originally wanted to wanting to stay and saying that Eddie was one of the reasons because I feel like Eddie is kind of 
you know, he, he's a good representative for humanity because we're none of us are just one thing. We're not all good. We're not all bad. And that's kind of one thing that I like that they did with Eddie, that he was a yeah. person like he had these great traits to him. But he was also, you know, kind of a shitty dude. Like he's, he, 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 he was a bit of an ego, an asshole and yeah. did have an ego, but he's still at his core was still a nice guy. Yes, um, exactly. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't just this perfect kind of character, which and I, I, yeah. I thought was great. That duality, love, in a way, kind of plays into the, I guess, the Venom Eddie yeah. duality mm. as well. Maybe I don't know. Well, I like the how just the crazy positive attitude he had in the beginning of the movie, and how just. <laughs> well, I mean, the movie literally goes six months later, but it's just like the <laughs> way that it's contrasted between <laughs> yes. all that. I, yeah, I like, like I mean, that. He's got the cool motorcycle. He's got the hot girlfriend. He's got the nice apartment. He's got the cool job, and then, you know, he's just like such a fun-loving guy. He's like, never know, say like, can't. Yeah, he's like always yeah. smack. Like he gets jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Millennial, do you have anything to add? I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> that oh, sounds <yeah>. sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do, uh, Manu. Um. <laughs> Here we go. Strap yourself in, boys. Yeah. Hold on, man. Let me go. You know like, what? Fine. Let me get a, you don't let deserve me get a coffee or something. Like, like. <laughs> it is for the mic. Oh, it sorry, the mic. Mike. We're teasing. We're teasing. Carry no, on. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's a lot of fun, actually. Um, no, uh, I will have to say that I'm really glad. That because when I when I see Eddie, um, I see him as a potentially great antagonist. Now to who, who knows, right? I but, hate you so much. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this: I'm happy they didn't make him into a villain. There there was a narrative um, that he that this movie was going to be um, the anti-hero instead of a, a villain. But the thing is, is that yeah, I think there are some moments where Venom in the source material is a uh, is a villain, but I actually am really happy he is more of an anti-hero because the nuanced character that he portrays um, can go so many different ways, and really he's two he he Venom is two people, um, so that really m- makes a lot more sense because it it really talks about duality and, and three different sides. If he was just a villain, then uh, I think that this movie could have been a lot more cheap and generic, uh, more so than it, what, what it was. Uh, let's move into themes. Um, I feel like this is a part of the movie that kind of lets me down because, like, you know, we love, we love to, like, dig deep into themes and talk about all of these things, but I feel like this movie, although there, there are some things, I just don't think that uh, it, was, um, it was the standout. The, down Under, do you want to get us started on some of the themes that popped up in the movie? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I thought this was probably the uh, the weak weakest part, and I mean it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think the the movie just it probably glossed over some things because it wasn't really trying to say anything too deep. That was never the intention. It was more just trying to have a bit of fun and and have these characters. But I did like the um, yeah the idea with. Uh, I mean, we've kind of touched on a, a lot of it already, that, that duality. Um, and again, my mate that I saw the movie with, he made a good point that in some ways the movie itself, uh, what do you say, the, it's like the movie itself almost had 
a bit of an identity crisis as much as as Eddie Brock did, where it was you know this serious, dark, um, you know there, there was parts that were with well, the whole idea of um, Carlton Drake just killing these homeless people to to get this these uh, symbiotes host you know, hosting with humans and blah blah blah. But then at the same time, it had these real kind of wacky comedy kind of moments. So I think um, there's there's that duality theme, which and I probably have to watch it again to um, see if it was just me projecting on it a bit. But um, I did like that, you know, Eddie Venom, um, even the the contrast with the two boyfriends, um, very different people in in a lot of ways. But yeah, to be honest, I think in terms of themes, there, there probably wasn't a lot to really. There, there wasn't a full course meal there. In terms of themes, there was more like just a few little snacks. <laughs> you know, Venom likes his snacks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> little pancreas here and there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he likes livers because they're, they're very <laughs> juicy. juicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Millennial, what about you? Anything to, to, to add on these themes? Um, there aren't much themes, uh, but there, there, there were a few. I, one thing that I really appreciated um, was kind of carlton drake's outlook on humanity about how they're kind of like parasites and just the irony of how they need these parasites to basically further their their own kind um um he kind of started off wanting to save humanity but then after he learned of the parasites uh, of the of the symbiotes he kind of started to adopt this kind of like reverent attitude toward them as if, you know, maybe the humanity he was trying to save isn't really, like... You know, maybe they weren't worth it, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, Mark, I agree. As the, that, I, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think that was his true nature coming forward, or do you think that was more Riot's influence on him? I think I think it was a mixture of things. I think... Uh, and that's the reason why I think you... Toward the end of the movie, you could maybe... You could maybe mistake that, oh, you know, he just becoming, like, all evil all of a sudden. Like, well, no. Wait, hold on. Sorry yeah, to cut I, you off. No, sorry. Please, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> based off what um, Down Under just said, uh, interestingly enough, they, they were talking about how the symbiotes were looking for specific hosts, right? Mm-hmm. Venom chose Eddie. Eddie was a perfect host for Venom, but because both of them are similar, you know, like they're both losers. In personality. They, yes, yeah. they're both losers. They're both, they both have this dual nature that they're constantly fighting with. Like, because even though Venom eats people, Venom is not like a bad. I was about to say a bad guy, but <laughs> he's not even a guy at all. A bad but, symbiote. A bad symbiote. A he's not. He's not. Though. He's not evil. He's not like Riot, who, who seems to be more evil and ambitious. Which goes well, he's a leader. Lot. He's a leader yeah. among the people. Yeah, the, you know? the dominant more, characters, the loser yeah. characters. Exactly, they, which goes more bonded. in line. Yeah. Which goes more in line with uh, with the, what's his what's uh, with Riza, Riza, Riza Med's character, Carlton so Drake. Carlton Drake. Yeah, with Carlton Drake. I think that maybe that's that's what it was because if I'm not mistaken, Riot was seeking out Carlton, right? Yes. He was. He was. It's like it's it was a long thing too. I mean, he went through several hosts to get to Carlton. Yeah, yeah. true. So it's true. like it's like he he was he was searching for him, and and just like Venom said to Eddie as well, you didn't find us, we found you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say yeah, like you know, like 
the idea of being like an underdog, of being a loser, of taking command of your own life, you know, living in an area where you feel important, elevated. Um, also, the idea of parasites taking from other people to further your, your other, you know, your own life, whether it be you know physically or emotionally. Um, that's also could be a, a theme as well. That's all you got. <laughs> well, <Wow. yeah. laughs> that's, that's it like i was waiting i'm like that's it that's it really that's it like that's it are you done are you done sal do you have anything to add have a nice life <laughs> uh hey that's that's probably my favorite theme in the movie it's not even yeah theme. oh my goodness you're right it was kind of a well, Wait, it was a so it was kind like, of a reoccurring you know thing yeah, the have a nice life. How, did you pick up on that on your second view? I did actually, and actually, it was quite clever. It was quite. It was used very well. Yeah, I I had a big grin on my face when Venom said it at the end. I was like, yeah. oh my god, his script is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I like how so in the beginning, um, Riz before he you know the the guards take Eddie away. Riz tells him, "Hey, have a nice life." That that was the beginning of a rivalry between Eddie and Riz. Like yeah, he's like, yeah. "Okay, I hate you, right?" And then it, that that's that's further mirrored when he's talking to his boss and he gets fired. And then the, his boss says, "Hey, have a nice life," but it was unintentional. And that was the extra the extra dig, you know. It, it was the it was the extra twist of the knife that kind of made him really, you know, upset. And then at the end, when you know Venom says that uh, to. Uh, to uh, Carl, riot. yeah, yes, uh, Carlton slash Riot. It's kind of like that, you know, jokes on you, you know, like in your face kind of moment. And it was, it was, it was like, now I got you. <laughs> 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 it was, it was great. It was really great. And also, I love how "Have a Nice Life" could easily be a tagline for the the Life Foundation. You know, so it, it also. I, I assumed it was. That's that's why I thought Riz said it. Sure, but it like yeah, it, plays it, is. it would have been a good tagline for the marketing in this movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have drawn for, further parallels to the movie Life yeah. from last year. Isn't it the same yeah. movie? No, I thought this was a sequel to that. Oh, stop! <laughs> I, I do not abide by that theory. I mean, it's all Sony, and it's a whole other universe. God only knows. It could be it could be one of the, you know, into the Spider-Verse, you know, spider universes, you know. There you go. See, see, Millennial gets it. It's all it's all in it's all in the game, yo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's 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 move on into favorite moments and scenes. Um uh Millennial, why don't you get us started? What are your favorite moments and scenes from this uh, from this movie? <sighs> just give Wait, me a hold second. Up, hold up. Don't give them all to <laughs> us. Oh, God, like, just yeah. give us one, and then we'll like take turns. Okay. Maybe you should go last. You know what? You know, I, let's, let's I am grinning let... like Venom right now. If you hold see on, my let... face, my, my I'm grinning ear to ear like Venom. Let's That's actually let's, you let's, need let's to go to the Sal. doctor. Let's let Sal start. Sal, why don't you start? What are your favorite moments? Yeah, you, you haven't you haven't kicked us off yet. Go ahead. Favorite moments. Uh, I mean. Uh, I liked all of I you know going into the movie I didn't know how much uh like how much they held back on Venom himself even though like he's in Eddie's body he's fully revealed so I I like all the stuff like uh like in the apartment where he's like Eddie and like Eddie screams like a little girl and like <laughs> jump and like knocks himself out of the wall oh my or god he's, I or so he's hard like on the that. trolley car he's like food and Eddie just gets <laughs> up and like oh 
It's like all that stuff. We're like in the restaurant. Where the he restaurant like, is so funny. When he and gets he gets into, into, the, into like the, the lobster tank. That was the best. That was <laughs> the he best. He gets scene. into the water. He's ah. And Tom hit, and, and Hardy looks like a little rat. Or he's like grabbing all the lobsters from people's plates. Like, no, this yeah, is dead. This, this is, is dead. dead. And then he grabs Dr. Dan and he touches his face. Like, and he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked all that stuff because it really brought me back to just like um, early superhero movies when they would take their time and like revealing things and uh setting up the rules and like, how things work and just like the dynamic it was the very beginnings of that dynamic that would just be catapulted and made even better when the character is fully revealed mm-hmm. and i love how they held back on it like you see a little bit even in that fight in the apartment you don't you like venom is not fully revealed like he's like you see the hand you see the foot you see like the 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 extensions coming out of his neck and his chest and then he goes on that ridiculous bike scene the the bike change oh yeah until and that's at the end that's when we finally get the full reveal and like i just love how it's all built up from like you said from the all all those little interactions it all builds up to that final reveal of Venom in his full glory. Yeah, I like when uh, when uh, Eddie Brock uh, raises his hands uh, when those guys come into the apartment, and Venom's like, "What? what oh yeah, you doing? <laughs> You're making us look bad." He's like, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." <laughs> and then he's, he's like, like a, "No, this is the sensible thing to do. No, it's not. No, it's not." <laughs> Under, go ahead before uh, we let. Um, <laughs> we unleash the other mic. Yeah, no, I I agree with Sal. I think all the all the build up before Venom's actual reveal, um, yeah, just with the voice in in Eddie's head, I thought, and as he's like breaking, that was probably my favorite part of of the movie. Probably in terms of scenes, I loved the pussy joke. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny you know like jump the, um, the it was, yeah. <laughs> jump yeah and, you know jump i touched on it before in terms of the um that level of freedom and you know they've come up they've run up they've they've gotten in and you can see venom's like jump you know he just wants to go out just just unleash and uh eddie's still you know uh, still a bit hesitant so then yeah you just get the I mean, thing he the elevator just and... died like a moment before when the airplane flew over their heads and yep. uh, Venom started to go off. Like, I cannot blame him for wanting to take the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot blame him. I would have done the same thing. And also, but, um, it, 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 yeah, I'll let you go. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's <is> strength. No. <laughs> no, Everything in my say, body. I heard, I heard a few people that criticized that like it was a bad thing. But then when I saw it play out in the movie, I'm like, that was probably the funniest part of the movie for me. And, um,. It's played yeah. out so well, just the cuts and everything, just yeah. like as a movie, it's really well done. Yeah, yeah and there's yeah, just those little bits, you know, they they walk past the, the, I think it's right at the end, they walk past the, the dog being walked and Venom's in his ear, like, you know, that looked oh. delicious or whatever he said. And, who's that guy? Um, Stanley. <laughs> He's like, who's that guy when he sees Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> but there was, there was a lot of, delicious. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of. Yeah, a lot of Venom's little one-liners, you know, like he had real personality. Um, like, especially when he's with um, Michelle Williams' character. Oh, yeah, he's like, I like her. You know, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I like her. Like, this is your last chance. Like, he almost, in a way, makes Eddie a better person. Like, he, he's telling him. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Like, mm-hmm. when he's giving him, except, like, I love that scene when he's in the back of the car 
And yep. he's like, and he's like, I'm always hungry. And he's like, Yeah, but you're also sad every time you're with her, Eddie. Yeah, he's like, yeah. You should apologize. You may not live long enough to get another chance. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, I, 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 and then after Michelle is like, Yeah, let's just make sure that you're alive. And he's like, That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's nice. But uh, even even at the at the very end, when with the reveal that yes, Venom's yes. still alive. Mm-hmm. Like even that, where he's like, "Oh, she has no idea. She's she's gonna end up back with us or whatever." He says, "I thought it was so funny." And so they held off on the that same just, time, like exactly. <laughs> they held off on it just long enough. Um, yeah, I I thought it was great. Yeah, it was like, what he's like. Yeah, she she's gonna end up back with us. I'm like, that is so creepy. Like, <laughs> like, that is the tone in his voice. He's like, yo, she's gonna be back with us. Like again, it's Venom sounding like he's getting ready to like have a meal or something. <laughs> 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 oh my god okay i just i just heard how that sounded <laughs> oh my god well and another scene i want to bring up before mike uh goes on like his top 50 uh, <laughs> i'm getting i'm being eviscerated <laughs> uh the uh, the one that was like a clip like a week before the movie came out, the mask copy and that whole action scene. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. That is, it's just when all the SWAT guys are there and Tom yes. Hart is like, do not want to do this. And they're just oh. like, mask, copy. Oh. Copy. And then, he's mask, tr- copy. and then he turns into <laughs> Venom. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's another yeah. good one. That's yeah, another and one. he's just like throwing guys around, beating up guys with other guys and just throwing oh. things at them. I liked how, they, how powerful they made Venom. Yes, like, yeah. it, it was oh. it was really like a strong character. They didn't hold back on that, which I thought was cool. Uh, I before before Mike goes off, I really I really <laughs> enjoyed right. the the bike chase. I think that that scene is just I think it, it might be my favorite in the movie because Venom does so many cool things over the course of that scene when yep. he uses his his arms to like grab the steering wheels of the two cars and like flip them in different directions uh, at once yep. at one point they're like heading right into traffic and he like split two cars just yeah, right just, enough so the bike could get through, through. Yeah. Uh, and then and oh. then when when they're like do like that big jump and then hardy gets like off of the bike and then the arms come and like he he grabs the the he grabs the handles and brings them back to the bike. Like that's that's just such a fucking great shot. The, like, the, that, and I love that a movie about, uh, you know, Venom essentially. Uh, the, one of the biggest action sequences in the movie is a, a car chase and with a guy on a motorcycle. Like it's yeah. not this big, like over the top, exaggerated thing. Um, and this movie has some of that, and I don't think it's as bad as some people are making it out to be. But I enjoy that there's some like kind of grounded level to the movie as well, where it's just a car chase. Yeah, I love that too, and and I love how it ends. How he's like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Right before he gets hit by a car, he breaks his legs. <laughs> Venom fixes him, and then afterwards, like my legs, my legs, my legs were broken. That's another scene that I I just oh, cracked yeah. up so hard. Like just your legs, dude. Your whole body was all twisted up. <laughs> Yeah, well, his yeah, leg was like really messed up. <laughs> yeah, like I think it was like twisted to like a whole other complete direction. No, yeah. That, yeah, it was that that bike scene is is, well, the, is great. I like when the henchman walks up to him. He's like, "Yeah, I've been a real pain in the ass today, Mister Brock." He's like, "Well, 
I am the please. <laughs> <laughs> like even all broken and messed up, Eddie Brock just has to have the last word. Like that's just yeah. who he is. Even yeah. um, even once Venom's out of him and they've they've got him back at the thing, and that guy's <laughs> just getting in his face, and you can tell Eddie's obviously he's, he's still going for the gun. From- yeah. A bit he's like did your since... mother not love you enough <laughs> <laughs> but when he just like headbutts that dude yes, like, yes. <laughs> he's feisty yeah it's like uh-huh. he's still riding the venom high a bit i like it uh, I even, and, even and... called him called him trash and it's like yeah that's so it's so spot on man i, I understand <laughs> i understand how he feels in that moment and you know what? i thought in the trailer that the whole turd in the wind line didn't really land yeah with i was me. gonna get to that yeah but when i hear Venom's whole speech at the end of the film, that I actually found really funny. Yes. Like the fact that Venom's like, I'll, you know, eat your arms, I'll eat your legs, I'll eat face your face, and you'll just be ro- rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. <laughs> that was so good. In the in wind. wind. <laughs> and he's got this extra big grin when he says, in the wind. Uh, and it's yeah. like, what? I'm just going to eat this dude. <laughs> and, then, and then I just love the whole casual nature about it afterwards. It's like, Eddie, what was that? It's like, I got a parasite. You know? <laughs> parasite? <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the little fading conversation they have, like, as, as the credits are about to come yeah, up. Like, apologize. Yeah, the way I see it, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> he, and that, that's, dude, that's Venom's whole, like, that's his M.O. All right, Mike, we've been around. Go ahead. Take it, take it, take it over. <laughs> are you sure? Get, get all your last, uh, your last things out now. I'm ready. I want to hear. Mike's it. gonna be like, so minute uh, forty-two, starting yeah, starting timer now, <laughs> equalizer style. There, there are so many good scenes. My favorite scene when it comes to like development, um, comedy, and just overall kind of like just an interesting scene was the one when he was in the he uh, he just gets infected from the Life Foundation. He goes to the restaurant. I like that, like what Sal was saying because it. It, it it he's going he's he's <laughs> he's taking fistfuls of food from people's plates and just stuffing it into his face and he's like and he's spitting it all out you know and it's like why is he doing that well because at that time he's eating for two and and what i got from that scene is that the more life is in the food the more it feeds venom like venom needs like raw he needs raw food yeah. you know um you can eat dead stuff but it doesn't do as much for Venom. And, well, that's uh, probably why he threw up that chicken. Like, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Because he, yeah. he ate it out of the fucking bin. I think that's Literally. why he threw it up. <laughs> well, I, I love that when he, it he sees dead, it. But that's I fair. love it when he sees he just, it. He's like, yeah. Like, he's so happy. Yeah. Like, he's so happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it, then it sinks in. Like, he realizes what he's done. What and he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's just projectile vomited. <laughs> yeah, he like sprays all of the toilet before he even gets his face into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like that scene a lot because it does a lot for the character. It also is the moment where Michelle realizes, uh, well, uh, Anne, Anne is her character, realizes that there's something going on with him. And when, he, and when she sees him suffering, she kind of starts to like starts caring for him again. It was, just, it was really interesting how that relationship kind of panned out how you know he when he's on his high horse and he's he's you know top of the world she's like and then he does that stupid thing where he hacks into her computer and uses it and just screws everything up she's like okay yeah i've i've had enough but then when he's down in the dumps and then you know then 
she sees him, you know, and he's like, I don't know, like a dog, a puppy who needs to be saved or something like that. And she just wants to be back with them. It, it's strange, but it's kind of realistic in, 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 a, in a way. Um, so that, that was probably one of my favorite scenes. Um, when he jumps into the, into the lobster um, fish tank, um, just his, his acting in that scene was just brilliant. Um, I, I, he, he has two voices going in his head. He's acting like a complete animal. <laughs> uh, he, there was so much going on there, and I think it really highlighted a lot of good performances, and it started kind of a string of events that kind of lasted throughout the movie that were really positive. So that's, that was my favorite scene. Awesome. Uh, I also, we forgot to mention, uh, what did you guys think about female Venom? <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I hope we see that again. I hope Michelle Williams gets more of that later. Uh, Sal? Down under? Uh, yeah, I like. I thought that was a nice little uh, swing for the fences. It's not that long, but I didn't really expect something like that kind of expansion so soon in this uh, hopefully uh, enduring franchise. Down under? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, took me by surprise. I could see why they did it, um, obviously. But you know, I wasn't a fan of the character or Michelle Williams in the character, so I was glad it ended pretty quickly. Um, I was actually yeah, low-key hoping one of you was going to say that they found Phenom Venom hot, but none of you took the bait. <laughs> 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 we, need, we need knee on this. Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't really feel anything. I probably would have preferred, just because I was that against her Michelle character, I would have you... preferred to see the dog longer. <laughs> Honestly, I think Michelle, she had a few good moments. I think that all in all, her character wasn't utilized very well. I mean, out of all the characters that, you know, especially the, the, the side characters who got really good parts for as small as they were, I'm surprised that she had as much time on the movie and it wasn't really, it didn't leave as much of an impact as I felt it should have. I think that another director, perhaps, or at a sequel could easily develop her character. Um, I don't feel like she's a lost cause. I think she's a great actress. I think that you could, she's an amazing you could actress, some, which is probably you, why it kind of frustrates me so much because she just looked kind of awkward through the whole thing. Yeah. I think. You know? Also, I think she had the wor- one of the worst lines in the in the movie with the yeah. "I can fight ugly." That yeah. was the that was one of the two over the threshold cringe moments I had. <laughs> what was the, the other? One? The other one, the first one, was when he was on the bike and he says, "Oh, great, more friends." Uh, another scene that I really liked, it's at the end of uh, the, the battle against the SWAT team when he's taking them all out and then Venom wants to eat the cop and uh, Hardy and um, and Brock is like, we don't eat cops. And then Michelle Williams walks up and she sees this huge monster <laughs> and then he starts to change little by little. I really like that as well. Mm-hmm. And he starts running. He's like, it's not me. It's not me. Like, I really like that scene. Uh, uh, Sal, what about you? Any other scenes that you want to talk about? I... I, I... In sort of like the goofy nature of the movie, I did enjoy like that the Eddie Brock show, like that whole thing <laughs> in the beginning. That really threw me off too because I didn't know that. I just didn't know that that was going to be a thing in the movie. I was just like, either. oh wow, you're right, you're right. You're yeah, right. I was just like, oh, they're really kind of just taking it out there with this character, huh? <laughs> it's like the Eddie Brock. I was like, I thought Eddie was like a photographer or was like a, a writer, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I guess they might have, they might have just uh, updated it a little bit. But then I like that. It, like they said there's this moment between him and Michelle Williams early on when they said that he used to work for the Daily Bugle right like they do say it was the Bugle right 
Yeah, they do drop. Um, is it is it the Daily Globe? Is it the Daily like? Globe? It was the Daily Globe. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a globe in, in New York. In they New do York. mention like yeah, yeah, in New York. So it's a real, it's and just it, a one line throwaway oh, reference yep. to. Okay, well, I, thought it, I thought I thought she said bugle. I wasn't sure. No, no, it was Daily Globe in New York, and then he moved over here. That's after where he, did he met uh, Anne. Yeah, after he yeah. did something. Okay, I thought he, I thought they they dropped uh, Daily Bugle, but I, I like that they they threw that in there. That he was in New York, but he ended up in Frisco because he messed up, and then he messes up there too. Yeah, uh, I got I, I to say as as a, as a whole, like I think this in a way kind of it's the kind of fun that I used to have with Marvel movies back in Phase One and Phase Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they when they used to be out of balance, you know, the action, the comedy, the the, the character moments, um, which personally I don't think the MCU films have done that well for quite a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, it kind of reminded me of those early days of the Marvel films where, you know, it was just you just went in, you just had a lot of fun, you had some laughs, there was some awesome action, you, you got to, um, you know, we enjoyed the characters. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to seeing where, where this, this kind of goes moving forward. Okay. Um, Mike, anything else? Millennial? Uh, yeah, I agree with, um, with, with what, uh, Ozzy Mike, you know, said that, uh, you know, I really, I did really enjoy a lot of the, the Gen 1, uh, MCU stuff, and I felt like this was a better directed, better scored, um, better written, uh, better humored, uh, version of an MCU Gen 1 with, and it's a little edgier and, you know, a little grittier, which, you know, kind of caters to my personal taste as well. Um, so it's, it's like almost like an MCU movie, like in my ideal universe, you know? Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, move on to uh, cinematography. <laughs> Millennial, <laughs> you want to get us started and, and finished? Wow! I'm a a burden to you guys. I better go. Um, No, yeah, it was it was good. Um, Man, I have so many things to say. Uh, Just I I love the 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 cool color palette. It's really nice. There is a ton of blue in this movie. Like Ruben Fleischer loves blue. Like he's it's it's in the cityscape. It's in you know inside his apartment. It's in the uh, Life Foundation. It's in you know like it's just everywhere. Um, the 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 shot when he's on top of the um, the what's his his former place of work? The um, the, the paper that yeah the the network the news network um, yeah the yeah that that place when when venom is like perching on top of it he's looking at the city that was a great shot um i love the shot looking down there was a few uh, great um helicopter shots with uh funny 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 enough tom hardy over the toilet <laughs> uh that was a, a good shot yeah. um another one when he was in the mri straight yep. down that was a great shot um there was a really, some really cool shots when they were racing uh, racing down the street where the camera was like GoPro'd on the side of the, the wheel or like right next to the wheel and you could see like the wheel like bouncing up and sparking off of the uh, the street. Um, I, I, I found so many things. I could go on forever, but it was actually above par. It was, it was actually pretty darn good. No, that's good. Uh, uh, down Under, what you got? Yeah, again, Mike's kind of um, said a few <laughs> of the things that I was thinking. I, the uh, the MRI shot stands out for me. I, I, I yeah, really liked, me too. I liked that one. Um, 
Yeah, and, and funnily enough, you mentioned the uh, the, the vomiting scene because I thought just that overhead shot of him in there was was kind of cool. But there was um, it, when they were taking him out into the woods before female venom showed up. I thought that that looked nice. Um, and yeah, now you mentioned it, Mike. There was there's that real blue tone to everything, which I guess kind of works with with venom. Um, yeah, I'd, well, it's also how like uh, when when like or Todd McFarlane would draw Venom, or like when Venom was on the animated show in the nineties, mm-hmm. he would kind of have blue these highlight. yeah blue, blue highlights instead of like a shadowy black because he's already black. Um, so I thought maybe it's kind of like a shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over, oh, yeah. All in all, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. Nothing. Uh, again, it wasn't. Uh, BVS kind of level in terms of where there's where there's <laughs> there was a lot of shots where you could just you know pause it and frame it and hang it on your wall kind of thing, but there was certainly um, nothing that was ugly. I enjoyed the color grading. The composition was just pretty, like it was just it was whatever you know. But the color grading was really good. There was a lot of contrast, super contrasty scenes where like he was almost a shadow, and you could really see the colors pop. Okay, uh, Sal, what about you? What did you think about the cinematography? Yeah, I have to agree with uh, actually what uh, Aussie Mike, because uh, there is like a few shots that are pretty good, but overall there was nothing really like standout, uh, which I was kind of surprised uh, prior because uh, um, the cinematographer is, I hope I pronounced it. Matthew Libatique, uh, who is um, who mainly does uh, Darren Aronofsky's movies, because the last movie he did was well, the last movie he did was A Star Is Born and Venom, which is funny. But uh, yeah, so I thought there might be some kind of standoutish kind of things from his work here. But it, I mean, it's all like it's all pretty good, like textbook uh, cinematography, like you guys said, the contrast, the uh, the blacks are crushed. Um, there's some unique, uh, camera angles here and there, but nothing really, uh, spectacular, I'd have to say. Yeah. I wish they would have used color a little bit more to, like, like, as a narrative, kind of, the color was very beautiful to look at, but I wish they would have used it more as, like, a narrative thing, like Zack Snyder does in his films, or even Nolan does in his films. Okay, uh, I thought that the cinematography was great, um, I enjoyed it, but like you guys said, there's nothing out of this world fantastic, but it's very, very good. Especially during the bike scene that I mentioned earlier. I think that they do such a great job of being able to like make it seem as though everything was really fast. But you could see all of the maneuvers and all of the crazy ideas that Venom were doing quite clearly. Speaking of that, uh, the action in the third act, I thought was very... Not very. I thought it was comprehensive. I and I'll at least give the movie credit for that for having two liquid-like creatures I, I that are almost the some, same color fighting yes, each other. Yes, I was. I was worried about that. I was like, yeah. uh, are we going to be able to tell them apart? And I was glad that it was an issue. And, and they did some really cool things there, mm-hmm. like when when they were when the symbiotes were breaking apart, and then when they were all coming back together as one, and then they break apart again. Like I felt like. Well, and you could see uh, Eddie and Carlton fighting when they would break apart. They were both fighting. The symbiotes were fighting, and then they were fighting also. uh, Yeah, and it it was so cool also when when the symbiotes broke away, and it was just 
Tom and Riz fighting on that little platform one on one. Tom Hardy smashed him. <laughs> when he did he that that him. punch and they did the slow, I'm like, oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing well, is, I like how they gave Riz never... a couple hits in the beginning, and I was like, this is not gonna end well for him. Yeah, and then he kicks him off the platform. It's like you talk too much. Then... Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Ed. I love how how Eddie like didn't he, he no venom he that was all Eddie he just like no I'm kicking you off his platform yep, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah I don't yeah. I'm not I'm not a hero I'm not gonna do the I'm not gonna do the altruistic thing now I'm just gonna kick you off <laughs> uh, let's talk about the score <laughs> uh, the score is done by uh, Ludwig Göransson who recently just came off of Black Panther and uh, Creed a couple of years ago uh, Sal, it sucked. <laughs> Mike, your name is not even on the list yet. Come on, dog. <laughs> Sal, what do you? Sal, what did you think? Uh, I remember uh, liking the score a lot in the movie. Just like, oh, wow, just you know, just certain moments, like in the apartment where we're just kicking these electronic <laughs> yeah. pounding, and then I uh, the credits go on. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Ludwig did this, and I was just like, oh, this is why I love it because Ludwig Göransson did the score. And uh, I think, you know, his work on Black Panther is really good. Same thing with uh, Creed. And this is just another really great score by him. And then I, this is one of those eerily similar things to Upgrade. It's this really, like, poundy, <laughs> guttural, electronic score. It has some electric guitar, too, which I thought was really awesome and uh, serves well to the uh, 1990s aspect of the character. Um, but, yeah, I just... I really enjoyed the score a lot throughout the movie. It uh, it just packs a punch. It's really nice. Down under, what about you? Uh, look, I've got to be honest. After having only seen it the one time, um, I don't have too much to say on the score. I think it worked well with the movie. Uh, it didn't didn't disappear in, into it, and it didn't overtake any of the um, particular scenes. But uh, yeah, I. I can't say after the one viewing it was entirely that memorable, so I don't really have too much to say on it at this okay. stage. All right, Millennial? After watching it a second time, I appreciated the score actually a lot. Um, it wasn't innovative, so it, it wasn't... Um, it didn't really stand out ex extraordinarily where that was the highlight or the focus, so therefore, you know, you may... You may one may feel that it wasn't like, you know off the wall crazy oh my god the score was you know but i i have to say that the guitar they use especially during the bike uh trace was really good and whenever venom would rear himself um you had this like really like like hard like horn kind of like kind of sound that would that would hit and it was just super dramatic and it really it was uh, like, uh the fight in the apartment that really stood out to me um and uh, it was just really, really exciting. It made it feel fast-paced, and uh, it was just really hardcore, you know? So I liked it. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it, too. Uh, I don't think that it was utilized well in the movie at all. I think that if, if maybe you're just listening to the, to the score by itself, that uh, it probably sounds a lot better, because I feel like it was very muted in the film. It was always in the background. Uh, I don't think that it got the platform that it needed to shine. Uh, but when when it did get those moments, I do feel like it was great. Like the apartment scene where Venom starts to show himself little by little, the bike scene, and uh, also uh, during the third act fight between Venom and Riot, I think that the score is very solid there. 
So I think it's overall it's a good score, but I feel like it, they they could have used it better within the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I think that we've covered everything. So uh, let's um, start closing out this this pod and uh, give our closing thoughts. Uh, Millennial, why don't you go ahead? Um, a uh, little too fast. The, the editing was very um, very tight. A little too tight. Needed some areas to breathe. The villain was pretty one-dimensional. Um, not much to say about him. Um, uh, lacked some themes. Uh, it it was pretty uh, you know pretty paper thin when it came to that as well. Um, th- as far as you know, after that, you know, it's it's really really good. It's uh, a great action movie, and it's done technically very well. Um, I think it did better than it needed to do, honestly, and. Uh, I hope other people will come to appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, Sal, what about you? Uh, yeah, I have to uh, just say that, you know, this isn't the greatest movie ever, but uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And um, I just have to say, like, I don't know, not everything has to be the greatest thing ever, like we were talking about earlier. Like, this is just something where you can have just a bunch of dumb fun with. Um, the, there are some issues with the script and the editing, for sure. There's definitely some underwritten things in here that are kind of important to the story. But overall, it's a really good time, and I think that they really knocked it out of the park with the Venom character and the relationship with Eddie. Uh, Down Under? Yeah, same, same for me. Um, it, it's a very good film. It's a solid film. Um, really enjoyable. A lot of fun, uh, great, great character, and I think that was the most important thing that they get Venom right, and they make him appealing and and the kind of character that you want to see in more films. So I I think they nailed that, which was the most important part, and because of that, I can see this universe building to bigger and better things. Um, I think. You know, there was some skepticism around whether Venom could work without Spider-Man, and I think they put all that to rest. You know, Tom Hardy um, did a fantastic job, and he's proven that he can carry Venom on its own without the ties to Spider-Man. Um, you know, there's obviously, like the guys have said, there's there's some pacing issues, some editing issues, probably some underwritten themes, and you know, narrative problems but not enough to take away from your enjoyment of the film um and you know i do feel like there was a little bit of interference with the film um i feel like there was a a, an even greater film buried in there somewhere which may have been a little bit um interfered with but what we got at the end of the day was really really good and i hope they learn from from this and you know, when there's an inevitable sequel, that um, you know they they learn to just kind of stay out of it and just just uh, you know let the let the director do what he's kind of wanted to do because yeah, I just feel like there's there's probably a little bit that feels like there's been a little bit too many hands on this at some points. Um, but yeah, all in all, I, I had a really great time. I would recommend anybody go watch it. Um, I would definitely say to ignore all the hyperbolic 
bullshit criticism you're seeing online because it really doesn't do the the movie any justice um but go watch it i had a great time uh, i i agree i i really really like this movie uh i don't think it's a great film i don't think it's going to change the world but i think it's an enjoyable time at the cinema i think venom is a great character i think tom hardy plays both eddie and venom fantastically riz ahmed is a very intriguing villain uh the action sequences are very good and just just the eddie and venom relationship alone is worth the price of admission um it does have its issues and you know you guys have mentioned them so i won't go back over them but i was able to enjoy this film even though knowing that it wasn't perfect and i do hope that they make a sequel i i really really want one and i hope that it goes even further that it takes the character and the world even further along than they already have in this movie uh the end credit uh, the end uh the the mid credit se- sequence that we haven't talked about at all yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i enjoyed it i thought it was good and uh it sets up perfectly for the next chapter in, in venom and eddie's story yeah i agree okay oh um, thank you guys uh before we go off why don't you guys drop your ads uh mike go ahead millennial Thank you. <laughs> um, I am the ever so talkative, uh, vociferous <laughs> Michael here uh, at Velcro sixteen. That's V E L K R O one six. That's Velcro spelled wrong with a K. Uh, the Twitter name is at Sheen Mikezilla. Uh, until further notice. Great, uh, Sal. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm simply Sal on Twitter uh, at S A L A Z A R twenty forty nine. Uh, great. Uh, down under? Uh, yeah, so at DC Down Under. I'm not as active on Twitter at the moment as I normally am. Alright, and as usual, you can find me at ManUnited0710 on Twitter. But more importantly, follow the Film Exiles uh, at the Film Exiles on Twitter, on Pinterest, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, we have some, some interesting YouTube. content on youtube as well sorry mike thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) you know we're starting to get content out on all those platforms so please check it out oh and and vero as well we're also on vero we always forget the damn vero page (laughs) (laughs) uh and you can reach us in longer form at the film exiles at gmail.com thank you everybody for coming on thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you next time have a good night